Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Coming from California, here's Aaron Alvarado and David Stauffer. Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Joining me from the streets of Havana, Cuba, in the middle of a revolution, it's Aaron Alvarado. Aaron, how you doing over there? Hands off Cuba. Hands off Cuba. <laughs> I thought you were, you were there, yeah, to support Fidel. You're, well, that- yeah, in spirit. In spirit, I'm there. To- I'm actually listening to this really good podcast about um, Cuban history. Ooh. I mean, it's told from an American perspective, obviously, because that's the only place that I get my history from. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's called it's called Blowback. And oh, okay. It's the, number, episode two just dropped yesterday. Is this a, like a one-three podcast type of thing? No, I think they're independent. I don't know. Oh, okay. They're not part of a network I'm, that I'm aware of. But it, it's okay. just it's really fascinating. I had no idea about uh, all the uh, political going goings-on behind um, – in in Cuban history before yeah. Castro um, overthrew oh. Batista, so it's really interesting stuff. Are we? Do you know as of right now? Are we allowed to travel to Cuba as Americans? Is that? Are we? Because I know Obama shortly before mm-hmm. he left office, you know, mm-hmm. travel was opened up, basically, right? There was there were commercial flights yeah. from the United States now going to Cuba to a couple different airports, and I know the Trump administration was seeking, and I I believe they successfully closed that up they did they and sure then, did of course uh biden uh had committed to reopening it do we know if it's real we, we do travel? yeah so we're only allowed to travel there if we use that like surfboard thing that mark zuckerberg was riding on on fourth of july <laughs> oh, did no. you see that photo i sure did <laughs> the photo of him waving the u.s flag he was actually on his way to cuba i don't know if you know that but <laughs> i love this like what technology what what Tony Stark esque figure does Mark Zuckerberg have on his payroll, where he's just like, hey, let's go wakeboarding, and and, and Mark's like, no, I don't want to go wakeboarding. I want to do what the Green Goblin does, you know? Like, <laughs> and I love when these photos come out and they look like they're candid or released, but no, none of these photos mm-hmm. are released unless he absolutely is given, you know, permission. But we see these like, look at Mark Zuckerberg having fun. He's normal photos, and they're very much not normal, right? It's like, Never. Look at Mark Never Zuckerberg once. having fun. He's writing some futuristic water technology mm-hmm. with his face covered uh, that's my favorite part is just covered in that sunblock that doesn't rub in it's just like over it's like you know you used to you usually see it on the nose just dudes with like a white super white nose and you know, it's like really embarrassing but he's got it all over his face which really makes the photos look terrifying you know and it's just like <laughs> well i happen to like- believe I happen to believe that was that was the makeup actually rubbed off his normal skin tone <laughs> oh, no. is that pale white he looks like the android from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. He should. I don't remember oh, yeah. that androids. Yeah, Data or no? What was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it is oh, Data. My gosh. <laughs> oh, Mark Zuckerberg. Could you? How long would that take to fly one of those um, hovering wakeboards from the Florida Keys <laughs> to Havana? Probably what 16, 17 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right around there, waving the U.S. flag the entire time. That's just that's so amazing. He brings He's Facebook a true patriot. to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh well, we uh, I guess bless the Cuban people. I don't know really know what's happening, but I just see headlines. That's all I do is read the headlines. Never the mm-hmm. articles. Never, Never the articles. <laughs> and don't trust anything you read on social media because. We all know that's gamed. All of that is gamed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quite literally by that man that we're referring mm-hmm. to, that we're talking about. Uh, uh, speaking of headlines, uh, Black Widow just crushed it at the box office. Crushed. Insane. 
crushed it so much that Disney was willing to actually release the numbers of how much people paid to watch it on the Disney Plus Premier Access, which was thirty bucks a pop, uh, and it, which was some sixty million dollars in Premier. You know, not to mention the eighty million opening and what it's like two hundred and something million worldwide uh, opening. So it just absolutely crushes uh, the openings for uh, Fast and the Furious. A quiet Place 2, Godzilla vs. King Kong. I mean, we're talking the MCU. This isn't surprising. But still, the movie theaters aren't quite dead yet. There's a little bit of life in them, I think. Oh, yeah, no. I think part of the plan going forward is going to be that, that dual strategy where you just do a hybrid release. I think why wouldn't you do it at this point? It's now proving that certain movies just excel. Because think about all those people that would never have gone to see that in a movie theater um, regardless of COVID or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, just now having the movie at, the, at their fingertips for 30 bucks. I mean, we, we've, everyone has talked about this for as long as the internet has been around, basically. Basically, once we got that, the, the um, once YouTube figured out the streaming technology, we're like, all right, now let's get that, um, let's watch movies at home. Let's watch movies so, at home. yeah. Did you, wa- I, did you watch this one at home? I sure did. I definitely didn't pay for it, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> look, I, look, they got me twice. I, I went yeah. and saw it Friday night in the, in the theater with Lindsay. And then um, I have my Disney Plus subscription that mm-hmm. I share with several family members. Mm-hmm. And they all wanted to go in on the premiere access for 30 bucks. And we split the cost. It was like five bucks a pop. And so, you know, I paid another five bucks. Deal. And now we have yeah. access. Yeah, five bucks. Sure. And so we all have access now to watch it. And so they got me twice, uh, right. which I wonder if, how many people are in a similar boat where they did both. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's quite a few. And this is a perfect example of a movie where I never would have spent a dollar on it. So yeah. it's like, I mean, yes, I did see it, but um, maybe I didn't pay for it. And also I would never have paid for it in person, even with yeah. the newly reinstated uh, AMC A-list thing, which it's so funny. My wife and I were at breakfast today and we're just, we're looking through the calendar saying, all right, when are we going to go back to the theaters? Because, you know, we're being charged for the AMC A-list. Oh, yeah. And we're just looking at the movies coming out soon, and we're like, I don't know what. <laughs> what yeah, are we going to see? The fr- like, is it Space yeah. Jam? Is it M Night Shyamalan? Maybe I think pool? we actually did. We just okay. did. We did land on Space Jam. You have so to support LeBron for obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah, he needs our support. Of course he does. Yeah, lifelong lifelong Laker. So I I, I I will say my theater experience. This was the first time. Not back to the theater has been many times, but it is the first time in a full theater where there was no open seats in between right oh, wow. so before they you know they, they mandate you know mm-hmm. you book a ticket and, open, and it keeps the uh, seats on either side of your party open well no this was body to body no open seats and it was a totally packed theater and it was really jarring walking in I didn't realize that was going to be the case yeah. I walked in and I thought oh dang um, I, I will say at this century I also saw an old colleague um, I'm not going to say their name um, mm-hmm. but it was someone that I uh was so certain wouldn't recognize me uh, and that I went up and asked them a question about like where to find the str- I think straws is a classic like we don't get the straws <laughs> and he was like oh yeah it's gonna be over there and I'm just like yeah you have no idea who I am I I worked I worked with you some would say under you for two years mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah anyway under was, their boot is what I would say he was as spineless as ever but anyway um, <laughs> Absolute pushover. <laughs> anyway, he'll go nameless. He or she. Uh, it's a he. And uh, and his hair is red. But anyway. Um, so, so, uh, so I go into the theater. It's packed. And it was really – it was kind of exciting though. It was yeah. weird to get used to but also exciting to feel the energy of so, so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> However, there was one wrinkle that I couldn't have anticipated. Uh, the individual, um, a, a, a male by himself, uh, was sitting next to Lindsay. And during the previews, it was actually during the preview for uh, the Ryan Reynolds film Free Guy. Um, he started, he had this kind of physical celebration uh, in the middle of it, like excited. He started swinging his arms like this, like really excited. And Lindsay looks over at me and she's like, what, what, like what's happening? Like this guy is really excited for this movie, you know, like Gamer Boy is excited for the Gamer movie, you know. And uh, this is a man who, no no knock, he's wearing a face shield, okay? Mm-hmm. Keep staying safe, which is great. Um, but he is very, very uh, animated in the movement. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's, you know, it's just guys excited to be back, you know? It's great. Well, it, it keeps going. And I, I realize this is an involuntary response. Um, at least I, I believe so. Uh, you know, this is someone who has some form of Tourette's or something that just has this physical, mm-hmm. and he kept... He kept going like this, and you could tell he was trying to contain it, but it was like a boxer that was, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, that didn't really know what they were doing. But then it started going wide like this, and he, and he would sit up on the edge of his seat and start going like this. And Lindsay's little by little getting more and more terrified, like looking at me like he's gonna swing and hit me at one of these times. Now they, these moments, these outbursts, co- co- they did coincide with like action starting to mm-hmm. happen you know so like it was like adrenaline was as it bring it on and he, he was getting more and more unrestrained and he got real close to hitting Lindsay. wow real close but i'll tell you it, it it really was like it was honestly it was better than getting d-box or getting like those 4d you know where it's like an immersive thing because as soon as an action scene was happening it was exciting because it was like i gotta keep my eyes on the screen to see what's happening as well as the corner of my eye because oh, my yeah. wife is at danger of getting knocked out, just cold, <laughs> just cold cocked right in the face, and that would not be great, right? It's our 11, it's the, on the day of our eleven year anniversary, you know, not the way, not how we, you know. Also, by the way, just you're gonna wonder if I just, you know, of course, as the gentleman, I just switched seats with her, right? Um, I didn't, but um, <laughs> um, because well, you believe in equality. That's, that's what I'm saying. I was like, you are what, a difference going to be me or her? We're both we're equal humans. It's not like you know. Because I'm a man, I'm stronger, or that I could handle it better than her, you know? Um, and so I, I thought the most feminist thing I could do is not offer to switch seats. Exactly. And so I didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was funny because, like, again, any any exciting moment was starting to unfold. And Lindsay looks over at me, and we're just like, okay, here we here go. Here we go. Here we go. It's <laughs> so coming. It was dangerous. <laughs> so it, the it, entire it movie really, that was the happening? The entire movie, like, he did it probably about two dozen times. I kid you not. Two dozen outbursts. And they got more and more violent, more and more wide. So she is mm-hmm. so far over on her seat, close to my side, that, that and he is. His arms are going sideways, going sideways. The uh, there was, I could tell there was a there was a black couple on the other side of him that was having none of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were not in, similar to us, not enjoying how close that guy was getting to you know hitting. <laughs> and so it was funny because I was looking at them, and I, and there was a little bit of like, are we? Is one of us gonna inter? Like, at what point mm-hmm. are we comfortable? saying something or doing something. Well, you know, we just saw that photo of the lady who, uh, the passenger on the flight who needed to be duct taped to her seat. Was that like racing through your head? You're like, where can I find the duct tape? Red, can I get some duct tape in auditorium number two? I have no doubt. If I, if I jumped up to hog tie this guy, um, that I, that the guy on the other side would have immediately jumped in to help because he was thinking the okay. same thing I was. There's no doubt. 
and uh, <laughs> that's the new normal though. Everyone is like, if you see something, say something. Just be ready to hogtie someone with duct tape at all times. Could you just situations. imagine when you worked at the movie theater? If you went in to clean a theater, which is of course mm-hmm. a job you and I never did. Um, never. Um, that was the lowest of the low. Wouldn't, uh, would never. The departments was flo- what called it's called floor <laughs> for a reason. Um, but they uh, come janitor in, in a uh, janitor in a bow tie is what they were. <laughs> Best of Mota. But could you imagine coming in with your, you know, your broom and dustpan and you see like the theater's empty except one dude who is duct taped to the chair. <laughs> could you imagine his mouth is duct taped, his arms and he's just mm-hmm. duct and you just and you just go you go by and you just can you pick up your feet, please? And you just sweep underneath and you don't touch him. You just you just clean you leave. You don't say a word. <laughs> you leave, you, leave him. You be. pull out the Windex and clean his uh, his face shield for him. <laughs> I'll get that for you. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, gosh. That's pretty but, wild. See, so, so now you're making me not feel like maybe I don't need to get back to the theater. All well, it's dangerous. It can be a dangerous place to see a movie. Yes, the we knew that. Story. <laughs> I had forgotten because it's been so long. So, yes, thank you for the reminder. Oh, I, I'll tell you, at the end, though, I, I tried clapping because I felt like I, I'm – I felt like I could get a clap going and I'm not a clapper at the end of movies. Mm-hmm. I, I really only ever do it at like Sundance or my whole thing. My belief is if the people who were in it or help make it are there, I'll, I will clap. But if no one in the th- room is a part of the people who made it, I'm, who are the claps for? You know, what's well, um, the people that work at the movie theater? That's uh, no. Well, that's I we absolutely would not clap for them. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, the, the, the movie ends and you could tell people what people enjoyed this movie and it's full. And I'm like, here we go. Why? I, I, I think I could. Ooh, we're going to talk about that. Um, so I start the clap, you know, like get a couple of strong ones in. On the third one, it was we were it was a dud. It was clear. <laughs> it was clear. No one was jumping in. So I immediately I just boop. I ceased that experiment. Took the L. <laughs> took the L. You, but, you saw one of the neighbors behind you pulling out the duct tape. For yeah, you. That, they're like they're just shh, and then they pull. You know, like we we will do it. We will zip tie. A couple oath keepers were in there with zip ties. Oh, like we yeah. will, yeah. Um, so, so uh, I, have you been a part of a like I've I've been in theaters where people will clap, right? In Star sure. Wars movies, and and in yeah. Sundance, you know, there's a much more enthusiastic. And in one case, I've been a part of a standing ovation. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, that was for Fruitvale Station. It was a standing ovation. It was for Ryan Coogler when he came out on stage, mm-hmm. and it was much deserved. And it was right after it won the the ju- grand jury prize. And is, so, is that the last time anyone saw Ryan Coogler? Has he made a public ex- uh, yeah. appearance since then? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, where's Ryan Coogler at? Ryan Coogler is making Black Panther too. And, he is. And he's, he's producing a bunch of stuff. Uh, um, he is. But he went on after that film, of course, to make Creed. Of and, course, yeah. And uh, Black Panther whatnot. But, uh, yeah, how many times have you been a part of a standing ovation in a theater? I'm trying to think. It's probably zero. Zero. Um, yeah. I, you know what? It even bothers me when I hear it on like the, on a plane. Yeah. When people, when, you know, when we land and people oh, clap geez. and it's just yeah. like, this is That's tough. enough. Yeah. Enough? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what? I don't think I – I can't remember a single time where I, I – uh, there was a standing ovation in, yeah. in any movie I've watched, so – yeah, it felt weird the fr- that one and only time I've experienced it, but but it felt appropriate because he came out. He was sure. emotional. He came out on stage. Of it was clear it was, the individual was there. He deserved it. It's a powerful film, and so it was an appropriate time. But I I read about uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Okay, mm-hmm. famously, it's going on right now over in France. It's famous. 
for their standing ovations, right? There's oh, these yeah. articles in Variety and Deadline that'll be written about how long the standing ovation was. And that's often uh, an indicator of whether or not the movie was good or not, of course, whether it'll have commercial and viability. It doesn't always line up with reality. But I'm no, it sure doesn't. With that, like, I don't know if that's just a French thing or if it's specific to that festival, but like, there's some absurdly long standing ovations. Uh, well, we have, know uh, the new Wes Anderson movie. Oh. Um, what's it called again? French Dispatch. Yeah. French Dispatch. We just heard that there was an eight minute long ovation. Or the was longest it seven one, or Yes, the longest eight, one yet yeah. for this uh festival. For this iteration for of the festival. So yeah. yeah, that got me thinking, um, what what are the longest ovations in Can history? And so I actually found a list of like the top fifty. Okay. And and I want you to guess. Oh jeez. Of the top ten. I want you to I want you to name two of the movies on the top ten. You've heard of all these movies, okay? We yeah, you don't know what they are, but if you could guess two out of the ten, I think you're amazing and you get an A. But I'm looking at this list. I'm gonna say you get zero. Okay, <laughs> you we'll will probably, never. We'll probably, guess. I probably will get zero because I'm trying to think yeah. of the films that do. Because there's there's films in competition. There's films out of competition. They they just premiere at Cannes just to you know be like it doesn't yeah. surprise me. The French Dispatch got a eight seven eight minute standing ovation. It has the word French in the title. Like what there are you go. Course, yeah. Absolutely. So, can we change um, the name of that to the Freedom Dispatch? <laughs> oh, the Freedom! Di- I love that. That sounds like a good conservative news, like email newsletter. The Freedom Dispatch. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh wow. Um, that's a, there's an idea there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I'm honestly I because all I can think about are the films that I know that won the Palm Door. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you three guesses. So, Pulp and Fiction. With those three. Pulp Fiction uh, was a Palm Door, at least in the running. Uh, was that one of them? Pulp, Fic- Pulp Fiction is not on the list. Are there any Tarantino films on the list? There is. Yeah, this oh. is the one that I think you'll get. Okay, and so this it's is Glorious Bastards because it's in French. It, it's, there you yeah, go. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. that's the one. Yeah, so so Glorious Bastards actually had an eleven minute standing 11, ovation. Eleven minutes. Eleven. And eleven minutes, and that was number nine on the list. So, have you ever clapped yeah. for eleven minutes straight for anything? I can't say that I have. At what point are you like, I'm throwing in the, t- like, you got to, I want to know what the dynamic is. This is really the primary reason I yeah. want to go to Cannes is I want to be a part of one of those long standing O's and looking around being like, all right, no, you're not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. Okay. We're mm-hmm. still going. You're, we're all going. Okay. We're still going. Like how long are, cause 11 minutes, man, 30 minutes of clapping and I am tired <laughs> or 30 <laughs> seconds. Excuse me. 30 yeah, seconds. I was going to say 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Is, yeah. That's an endurance yeah, trial that's my right workout. there. No. My morning workout. I just clap for 30 Four, minutes. Yeah, uh, 45 seconds is 45 like, I'm seconds. Not, I'm probably oh not going to go longer than that. No. So 11 and minutes, it, is it's just absurd. That's insane. That's an insane amount of time. So that was number nine. So I'll just tell you, the number one movie on this list had 22 minutes. No, it didn't. No. 22, 22 minutes. 22 minutes standing ovation in this list. It came out in 2006. It's not a Tarantino movie. Well, let me just try to guess another one on the list before I go to the number one. Okay. Well, is there any Lars von Trier on there? He, he always famously has uh, uh, different, well, varying degrees of reception to his films that can. Um, no. Okay. No Lars von Trier. Okay. Okay. Oh, gosh. It's, so these are going to be pretty mainstream films, I'm assuming. These are mainstream movies, and all of these happen within um, the 2000s. So... The oldest one is probably 2003, but most of these long okay, so ovations oh, within the last say, 10 years. Um, well, was that the year There Will Be Blood came out? That was 2007. Uh, 
Yeah, 2007 was There Will Be Blood. It was not There Will Be Blood. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, one more. Can I give you one more? The Departed. The Departed is not on the list. Okay. okay so that. okay. so well, right. that, that's pretty good. So you, you got one out of those three guesses. Number one on the list is Pan's Labyrinth, 2006. No way. Pan's Labyrinth had a 22-minute applause break. A standing ovation at the end. How does it go for 22 minutes? How does it go I don't for know. 22 minutes? Who's That's leading that? Who's leading the charge? <laughs> and at some point, is Guillermo is del, del Toro, Toro like is. a little bit upset? He's like, we're cutting into the Q&A time. Like, what we, I'm annoyed at the 10-minute mark. I'm like, okay, I appreciate it. But we have places to be, you know? So that that's pretty ridiculous. But I'm going to give you a movie okay. that – a filmmaker that's on the list twice. Oh, no. That's even more ridiculous than – uh, it's so Fahrenheit 9/11 is number two with a 20-minute ovation. Okay. And then okay we had uh, oh I just Bowling for Columbine is okay. number eight with 13 they love, minutes. They love Michael Moore. They yeah. love Michael Moore. So Can loves Michael Moore. Uh, number three is the movie Mud. No two, way. 2012's Mud. Yep. What? I love Mud. It, Look, I've been I yeah, championed exactly. Mud, but that's bizarre. 18 minutes for Mud. 18 minutes. Oh, Ma- McConaughey was soaking that in. Oh, my of course. gosh. Uh, the next one is The Neon Demon, Nicholas uh, You're, Winding. Oh, good Raffin. for him. Good, 17 not a good minutes. Movie. Not a good movie. Yeah, 17 minutes. And then you have um, – I made it about 17 minutes before I turned it off, by the way. That's, it's, that's a rough one. It's, it's not my favorite. Movie. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Um, then you have The Artist at 12 minutes. Um, Stop it. Oof. Stop it. The, the, Harvey, the, ovation, Harvey, the ovation for that film should have been as about as quiet as the movie. Silent. Harvey Dub okay. was uh, leading that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is? Um, I, I can't imagine what he does to make sure those ovations happen. There, there is some. Oh, he is I threatening people and doing all kind of man, manner of mischief to make sure that. Oh, yeah. I guarantee if, you, he is engineering those ovations. Yeah, if you see, if he sees you not clapping, um, he invites you up to his room. Oh no! So that is. <laughs> so you better get up and clap. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, then we have Inglorious Bastards, and then Black Klansman is a ten minute ovation. Oh, interesting. Good for Spike. Uh, Captain Fantastic was a ten minute ovation. Mm. The movie Carol was a ten minute ovation, and then this is the the wildest one of all. Yeah. Um, the movie The Beaver. Stop it. Mel. <laughs> the Jodie Foster Mel Gibson Jody movie. Jodie Foster Mel Gibson. The Beaver had a ten Stop minute standing it. ovation. So yeah, that's all. In that's the top absurd. 10. This is this is this, okay. Clearly not a. Not so there's a no rhyme or reason. Merit. No, there is no rhyme or reason why there's a standing ovation. I know the movie Clerks had like a seven or eight minute ovation as a Clerks two, I should say. Clerks Wait, two. Clerks yeah. Clerks two played at can. Clerks two played open at can had an eight what? minute standing ovation. No, it did not. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> oh did. So uh, the movie can uh, the movie Clerks one or I should say Clerks. Yes. Um, basically, it's coming out parting with coming out party uh and this indie darling was at can like that oh, was okay Harvey, so there's Harvey pedigree Weinstein there movie. yeah so it was like a legacy basically okay that and makes more sense i was gonna say yeah, like, yeah. clerks too at can like i thought that they and were like choosy with what they picked yeah okay the, apparently not so that's basically the only reason that it got there um, i never saw clerks too it's not any good, good. it's not no, good at no, all. of course no, no. it's not and i love clerks but yeah yeah Wow. Yeah, so I won't be going to Cannes anytime uh, soon. Um, yeah, because I don't like to clap. So I'll you've be been to France that. once, though, right? No. Uh, I thought you to have. Cannes. You've been to France. Oh yes, yes, France. Yes, we went to uh, France on our honeymoon. We went to Paris for a couple days. That's right. So yeah, 
Got to see the you, Louvre. You wouldn't ever consider going over for Cannes, though, if you got tic- if you got tickets mm-hmm. to go into Cannes. Cannes just doesn't really interest me. I don't. Yeah. I don't because it doesn't seem like the only reason you're there is to as a party is to be seen, basically. So to yeah. to walk the red carpet. It's the That's only right. reason you're there. So and we and Unless, I don't think you, I don't think we would be walking that red carpet. I don't think so either. I don't think so. But you never know. You never know what's in the future. We're yeah. working on some things. We are. Oh, things are in the works. Things are in the oh, works. Yeah. Um, well, let's get let's get into Black Widow. Everyone saw this movie. It crushed it, like I said, at the box office. Everybody. Now, I, I am a bigger fan of the MCU, the larger uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, than you are, famously so. Uh, but you still, for the purpose of this podcast, uh, and to be well-informed, you... you sat down and you watched the whole thing which i appreciate you doing uh who knew in this political climate that america and the world would get together to watch such a pro-russian film uh which is really what this was um from it, it truly truly was this was uh <laughs> basically russian propaganda basically yes red guardians tattoos were there there were some messages for <laughs> us americans um well i'm curious Look, the Rotten Tomato score on this film, which is not the you know the end all be all for uh, the barometer of whether a film is good or not, but still, these films usually these MCU films always rank pretty high among critics. This one was eighty two percent, which by any other standard it would be very good, but for the MCU standard, it's a little bit more middling, um, not one of the upper tier scores. Uh, I, I will say that I enjoyed it more than the eighty two percent score had suggested. I went in with fairly low expectations. Um, people have been clamoring for a Black Widow movie for a long time. It's very kind of late to the game to be introducing it. Uh, but nonetheless, finally it's coming out. And I I personally quite enjoyed it. Not one of my, wouldn't put it in the top five of the MCU films or anything. But I, I do think that it was, like I said, a lot better than I was anticipating. And there's a few reasons why that is. Um, I'm curious, though, before I break down my stuff, your overall take Compare just com- I, I I know you don't like these movies, but compared to the in the MCU, was it decent? Was it better than average? Was it worse than average? Was it bad? Yeah. So for me, I have to take a relative stance on this. Is yes. Basically, it's just I mean I obviously I don't like this stuff. I think it's um, a step above TV barely. I think these these movies all feel like TV to me. Okay. They don't feel like movies, um, and they I just really hate how they all look exactly the same. Mm. It's like, I know, I understand they're going for this expanded universe. Obviously, they embrace the expanded universe thing. So they all have to have similar tone and feel and, like, just visually be the same. But to me, it bothers me to no end. It just feels so boring. Um, and this movie, was I wouldn't say this movie is boring. It's not boring. Yeah, I think I liked it better than Captain Marvel. Um, mm. And that's because it was shorter. <laughs> so for me, runtime oh boy. is, like... Runtime is vital because, mm. uh, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of stuff that actually works in this movie. Yes. And tell me that I want, I want to write spots. Yeah, tell me yeah. What, what did work? So, I, so, so what worked for me um, primarily was the performances. They're all great. Yeah. Like there's yes. there's no bad performances. Correct. Movie, which is really hard. Yeah. When I think you have um, such pedestrian type of storytelling and characters, uh, that's just what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I thought everyone knocked it out of the park, like uh, from Rachel Weisz to uh, David yeah. Harbour and uh, obviously Florence Pugh. Yes. P- Pug? Pugh. Um, yeah. Pugh? Yeah. No, I thought they all did a great job. And uh, 
I really don't like the the cutesy dialogue that all these movies have. I really, really don't like it whatsoever. It just mm. it bothers me to no end. And uh, this this movie had it. The, the jokey sort. Mm-hmm. Everyone set up set up punchline, and yeah, they all have this, these witticisms that just oh god, they yeah, grate on like me. Like your but, bright spots so but, far. Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, it's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of big set pieces. Um, the choreography looks great, uh, the fight choreography. Um, you know, I think it serves its purpose, and I think that is all I can ask for a movie like this, if we're grading relatively. Does it serve its purpose as um, being a good entry into the expanded universe? Yes, it, it is. So in that sense, I will say it's a good movie. Um, I'll never watch it again, and I am and I don't regret watching in, in, uh, this one time either. So, yeah, I mean, I could recommend it, especially if you like all this other stuff. You'll probably like this one as well. So, yeah. So, the performances. Let's talk about that. David Harbor was. He came in. He brought the good. He was ready to ham it up. Mm-hmm. He knew what the movie was calling for, and he delivered. And uh, I will say though, there are two different performances here. There is the f- just the first act, David Harbor, which is the. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the show, The Americans. Uh, the opening yep. sequence of this was very similar to that. Film, oh yeah. Or that uh, TV show, but. There is, yeah, so there's the dad, David Harbour, that is a Russian spy, uh, and his temperament, attitude, even his accent, the way he talks, very different than the act two and three, uh, David Harbour, which, uh, you know, I guess he's been in prison for a long time, we understand more about who he is, the Red Guardian, but really, I get that he's undercover in the first part of it, we're getting into some spoilers here, but, um, yeah, two very, very different characters, uh, but that second and third act, he really lets it go and just has has fun and, and seems to be quite the crowd pleasing. He provides the crowd pleasing performance. Uh, what was more interesting, and I should have I should have anticipated but didn't fully expect, is that Florence Pugh nearly steals this movie. She she may actually steal it, and she upstages Scarlett Johansson in a way that I wasn't expecting, and it makes me wonder. Uh, that was uh, quote I don't know allowed or expect you know like how, how was that was that Scarlett Johansson being like go ahead go for it vamp this is you you know like I've been in a lot of these movies I don't need to be the very best like you you got something yeah. going so go for it or was there like kind of a push and pull tension because Florence Pugh really comes out guns blazing sure she does Truly. and I think literally if, but yeah impossible to go back and but just off the top of my head I think she has more lines than anyone else I feels mean, like she, it it seems like she's talking constantly yeah. so I think to your point I mean it is absolutely calculated um, now whether that means they're actually going to hand off the torch to her or, or her character or or Scarlett Johansson is just uh, just tired of it I mean we heard rumors that um, what's his name Thor was tired of it and wasn't going to do it anymore <laughs> we know that um, the, the Chris guy he left suit Captain America he's sure gone. um so yeah, sure. I mean, it's, He'll be back. it's probably these people. I think these actors do get tired of playing these roles, and um, if you can hand it off, hand off the torch to a younger person, and you know, be a, almost a passenger in your movie, why not? She, Scarlett Johansson yeah. has has yeah, no she, need for she more. She doesn't need star to prove power. anything to anybody. No, yeah. no, yeah. she doesn't need. Yeah, I mean, this already it's her movie. She's been in these movies for the past I don't know ten years or whatever they've been going on for. Um, she's bigger. She's the biggest A-list celebrity in the world, on par with anyone else. Yep. In the Avengers. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think that she's particularly threatened by handing the reins off to someone a, a different character in her movie. So why not? Because now we know, or Marvel fans or whoever it needs to be proven to, that someone else um, 
can be introduced into the series into the expanded universe and potentially carry a movie like Florence uh, Pugh did. So, yeah, maybe I think it is calculated. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I ultimately I agree, especially with the part of Scarlett Johansson. I mean, she, she's nothing to prove. And to your point, oh. yeah, she probably is a little tired, a little tired of putting the suit on. How many times has she played the character now? Yeah, I mean, it's Iron Man 2, when she was introduced, she's been in most of them. Uh, Well, so there are a lot of films in the MCU, and I'm not interested in ranking it against all of the other 20-something films, but I am interested, actually, in comparing it to all of the other character introduction films. Like, the first film, like Captain America, the first Iron Man, you know, the first Ant-Man. So this is first and maybe the only Black Widow film. Uh, So I'm going to run through a list of the... Yeah, those films, the single character intro films, and I want you to tell me whether it was better or worse. Okay, so Captain Marvel is Captain. Oh, better. Okay. Uh, so, so Black Widow. This Black Widow is better than Captain better than Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Is Black far. Widow better than the Incredible Hulk? Which one is? The, oh, that's okay. Edward so Norton. that that's the Mark Ruffalo. Technically, the very first. It's Edward Norton. Oh, one. the Edward yeah. Norton one. So they they consider that the very first film in the MCU. Mm. Yeah. Man, that's a tough call because I kind of like that one, but I also mm. like the. Um, I'm gonna say it's not better. Than, okay. Than the Incredible not Hulk. better. Yeah. Not uh, better. Thor. Yes, I hated Thor. Okay. I Captain hated America. the first two Thor movies. <laughs> Captain I America. Hated the, fir- hated the first Captain America. Yes, it's better than that. It's better than the first Captain America. First Avenger. Yeah. 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 Uh, I agree. Uh, Ant Man. Um, Ant Man was so forgettable. Uh, Ant-Man was at least it was the heist it felt like a heist movie what's funny to me yeah, is Ant-Man know, and the Wasp I literally don't I couldn't even tell you what the plot of that movie is and no. I saw it in theaters I have no memory of it that's how forgettable it was but at least I, the first Ant-Man was somewhat you know it's also I'm gonna Francisco. say yeah I'm gonna say that first Ant-Man is probably a little bit better it's probably a little bit better okay I thought it was a little more interesting um I'm a huge Paul Rudd fan always have been yeah, so that's great that's gonna get the nod all right, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna spice things up a little bit here. Doctor here Strange, Doctor Strange. I oddly liked Doctor oh, Strange. I loved I, it. I don't know yeah. why I liked it so much, but I did like Doctor Strange. So no, it's not better than that. Spider Man Homecoming. Hmm. I so had a chance this to was, think about. Yeah. So sorry. This I is mean, the first film with him alone mm-hmm. in the. Now he was he premiered in Civil War, right? But that yep. wasn't a Spider Man film, so. Spider-Man you know, Homecoming. for us though, like I know, you know, I think I can speak for you. Who's yeah. our Spider-Man? Toby. It's Obama. Toby. Yeah, it's Toby. It's Toby. So I'm gonna say no. It's okay. not. It's not better than Spider-Man. Uh, or no, no, no. I should say, um, it is better than Spider-Man. It Homecoming. is better than Spider. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's yes, surprising because Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming is pretty soft. I mean, that was so- really good. Yeah, uh, but it's he's but it's, also it the doesn't third feel Spider-Man. like a first it's, film. I know. Uh, I agree. I know. Point taken. It's spoiled. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is a multi-character first intro one, so it's not. I mean, but that is Star Lord and, and Gamora. Any of those, it's their first. I'm, it's I'm kind of cheating. Yeah, I'm not going to use it. Okay, two yeah. more. Black Panther. Black Panther is better. Yeah, and then Black lastly, Panther is definitely better. Iron Man. I, no, because Iron Man one is actually good. I actually like yeah, Iron Man one's Man. in a top is yeah. the top three for me. So yeah. We are, we are relatively close. I, so I, I went in the order of... So basically, I have Iron Man, Black Panther, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So I, 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 although I don't understand your point. But Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, all is better than Black Widow. But then I put Black Widow at six, and just below that I put Ant-Man, Captain America, Thor, Incredible Hulk, and then Captain Marvel. Yeah, um, I think that's probably right. And that's so it's, some, that's, for the that's first one, so. that's 11 movies. It's number six, so it's right in the middle. Right in the middle of the pack. 
I mean, these people know exactly what they're doing. I think yes. it's, you cannot argue that they have the formula down. It's so, I mean, it's a science at this point. So it's true. they know what they're doing. Um, they accomplished everything that they hoped for. Um, and people that love this type of movie, is, they're going to love this. I mean, they are. This is they're Absolutely. going to eat it up. So this is candy. This is candy yes. to them. And um, yeah, I, I can't, it's the I'm, formula. It's the formula, but done, you know, with without flaw, right? That that you could call yes. the formula flawed itself, right? But it it does the formula. It does all the things, and there's really no. It does not stray from that. It doesn't do anything crazy. Thus, it doesn't do anything really risky either. Or right. any, like right. Ragnarok obviously had a different little beat when you know that first came out. Before that, Guardians of the Galaxy was probably the first real different tone yes. from the MCU, and that was really fresh from James Gunn. Um, but now they've imbued that into like they've really kind of taken some of that and they put that mm-hmm. even in the last two Avengers films, like Endgame and, and Ultron. It had the kind of the James Gunn isms in there as well, and so. Uh, that's kind of become part of it, which is interesting. But but it's I mean for the it, formula, it, it it really makes sense because you know if you don't have those novelties, then this stuff gets stale, even for people that love it. And so I think you can only eat so much candy. Just like you can only eat so much candy, you can only watch so many versions of Iron Man doing Iron Man stuff. Right. So yeah, and I think that there's enough novelty in this movie, in this Black Widow movie. Um, to where it doesn't feel completely stale. Um, so yeah, I think overall it's a decent watch. So yeah. Well, that's all I have on Black Widow. Um, all we have on this pod. Um, well, I, but before we go, yeah. I mean, you were telling me about the Stevie series Loki. Oh, you want to talk Loki? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. Um, I'm not a huge. Obviously, I don't need to go over it again. Not a big Marvel fan. Yes. Um, but. I do. I am on the fence about this Loki show primarily because of the cast. Owen Wilson, huge Owen Wilson fan. Um, this is and, maximum uh, Owen too. <laughs> that's see to me that's very appealing. And just you saying that one sentence is probably enough to swing me over to actually watch it because I, I have no interest in watching the other shows. Yeah, um, which you you liked, right? You liked. I did. Uh, I did. I liked both of them. Um, I'll say it's. There's no doubt, though, that Loki is the strongest of the three oh, MCU okay. shows. So from WandaVision, I actually really appreciated the unique way that they try to tell that story. Um, even if it meant the first two episodes were a little slow, um, it was unique, um, and I appreciated that. You know, in some ways, it was risky version of storytelling, especially for it being the first of the TV shows, the Disney Plus shows. Uh, I shouldn't say TV, I guess streaming, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Um, but they're budgeted like movies. Uh, and then Captain Falcon, the winner or Captain, Fa- I keep saying Captain Falcon and the winter soldier because of Captain America. And also because mm-hmm. of Captain Falcon, the super smash brothers character, like Falcon <laughs> punch. So I call it Captain Falcon and the winter soldier. And it's a problem. I, I just can't fix it. I can't fix it. Sorry. Nin- yeah. Thanks Nintendo. Um, they ruined your brain. Falcon Punch, which, by the way, super cheap move in the game. Super cheap. You pick oh, Captain yeah. Falcon, you no know, respect. No that respect. is OP to it's the max. Instant kill. They, it's like yeah, yeah it's like having the now. baseball bat or the hammer. It's like oh, good job, good job. <laughs> learn, learn how to actually play. Might as well uh, use Kirby. <laughs> might as well, yeah. Kirby is brick on top of people. <laughs> um, anyway, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a much more straightforward actions kind of kind okay. of a spy caper, uh, and it was fun. Um, it was it, it was it was fine. Um, Loki is a whole another thing. It's unique. Uh, it explores the time, this whole time variant thing. It's really a lot mm. of fun, and and they kind of cocoon themselves in a way, uh, in terms of like where they're at on the timeline and what kind of stories they can tell and what kind of characters they can use. 
and it's set up in an environment that that is uh, unexpected and isn't necessarily totally predictable. Um, and I, I like that a lot. And then you throw mm-hmm. an Owen Wilson that's just coming in, guns blazing, throwing a hundred mm-hmm. mile an hour Owen Wilson pitches, and I'm is he, loving. Is he that. being Owen-y? He's is a he full very Owen. Owen-y? It's the full wow, wow Loki, <laughs> wow. You're the you're the son of the god of thunder. Wow. He's, he's just, yeah, he's really good. Uh, I I just really really like Owen Wilson. And so honestly, if you're a fan of Owen Wilson, there's every you have every reason to watch this. Uh, and the dynamic between him and Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki, mm-hmm. it's really good. It's really really good. Um, so what what is the, I don't even know the setup or the premise. Yeah, so the or setup anything. is yeah because as we know, Loki uh, dies at the beginning of mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. Okay. Now, of course, in these movies, no one ever really dies. They always come back. But in this case, uh, if you remember in the Avengers film, Loki, of course, dies. But they go back in time to those to get the time stone from all those mm-hmm. different places. And one of those places was the first Avengers film, which is when Loki was the main bad guy going with the Tesseract. And in that Avengers film, um, the Avengers that went back in time... You know, they get into a little uh, scuffle at uh, the Stark Tower, whatever is tower, and uh, Loki is in handcuffs, and the Tesseract accidentally falls out of a briefcase and at his feet, and he just picks it up, and then he disappears into this portal, and we don't know where he went. And then the movie continues on, and, you know, that's in the first act of, of Avengers, or maybe the beginning of the second act, and they never really, we have no idea what happened to that version of Loki. So essentially, that Loki from Avengers... Mm-hmm. So it's not the Loki that we saw in Thor Dark World, not the Loki that we saw um, in in Ragnarok or the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron or or yeah Age of Ultron or um, Infinity War or Endgame. It's the one that was like kind of peak bad guy. So the setup of the Loki show is uh, that Loki appears um, at some kind of bureaucratic government agency called the Time Variant Authority, the TVA, who are uh, trying to grab anyone that goes outside of the predetermined timeline, anyone that does something that they weren't supposed to do, they try to basically prune that that mm-hmm. um, branch off of the timeline. And so he Time is a, a, a variant because he did something yeah. that he wasn't supposed to do. Um, and so he uh, Owen Wilson is an agent with the TVA, the Time Variant Authority. And um, yes, they become fast friends uh, and there's a case that Owen Wilson is trying to work on and he, he basically convinces the TVA court to not immediately prune or kill Loki to let him help him with the case for just a little bit longer. And of course, hijinks ensue. And so that's the setup. That's um, okay. Yeah. I, I got to admit, you've completely sold me okay. I am over the edge. Okay. Okay. I will be watching this okay. series. It's now. fun. Because it's that, really fun. That actually sounds really good. It's a good setup. It's a really interesting yeah. setup. And it, again, it, it allows them to, pl- to do all kinds of things uh, without rep necessarily having major repercu- ramifications on the rest of it. Because that's a lot of the problem with these films is they can only do so much because there are, you know, choices they make mm-hmm. have ramifications on the entire cinematic universe and all those characters. Oh, and yeah. so these, these storytellers are really put in a box. But in the Loki show, that box is really, it's a, it's a Pandora's box and it is opened up. It's a Tesseract. It's a, it's a literal Tesseract. And, uh, <laughs> It's a short, so there's only six episodes. Um, tomorrow, okay. I guess it would be tonight, or no, what is it, Monday? No, tomorrow night at midnight Pacific time. It'll be the finale. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a second season of Loki. This feels like a one-season show. Uh, oh, wow, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll see. But it's six, so it's shorter than the eight that we got of the other two shows. Um, so it's 
yeah, I, I'm kind of bummed it's that short because I've really been enjoying it. So I'm I'm happy that you're convinced to, to give it a stuff. shot. Good stuff. Yeah, no. Do it for you, Owen. You t- yeah, exactly. That's all. Really, all I had to hear was Owen bringing back the wow. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope he says it in it. I don't. I'm not sure if he does. But <laughs> the, the essence of it is there. I, it's probably in his contract. He cannot ever say wow. They have to remove all wow references from dialogue. <laughs> it's his best word. He says that word better than anyone. That's a home run. Um, yeah. Well, let me know what you think. And if you do like it and end up watching all of it, we should talk about it uh, next, next yeah. week's pod. Because the next film's coming out. I guess we have Space Jam this weekend, which we'll certainly be seeing. <laughs> um <laughs> Can, we got to do a doubleheader. We got to watch original and of watch. Course. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. But is there any chance that it's going to be better? We know the soundtrack's not going to be better. So just okay, set that so the original, set. the original Space Jam is not good. So, yeah, there's a chance that it's oh, better. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whole Spitfire take. Holy cow. Uh, wow. Um, disagree, to put it mildly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to have some fireworks next week. Uh, it's got Bill Murray, man. Uh, unless this one has Bill, Bill, it Bill Murray and um, my favorite basketball player of all time. Um, so good that I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Sean Bradley. Charles, Sean Charles, Bradley. Oh, yeah. it, oh rest yeah, in peace. Not Bradley. my favorite basketball of all time. Uh, basketball <laughs> player of all time. But Sean Bradley's in it. Charles Barkley's in it. So I don't know what celebrity cameo. I know there's going to be a lot of NBA players in it. But outside of that, I don't know how many Bill Murrays are going to be in it. So we'll see. Well, Anthony Davis is is in the new yeah. Space Jam. Of so. course, uh, the entire Lakers yeah. starting five is, of course, well, features prominently. Let's Ka- <laughs> Kyle Kuzma. I'm going to see way more Kyle Kuzma than I ever want to see in this film. <laughs> you and I both know that we're going to see Alex Caruso doing hey, Caruso things. Uh, Kuzma removed the Lakers from his Instagram bio, so it's over now. We're we're not Kuzma fans. Have anymore. has it have, have do you know that anyone in the Lakers have they bailed Caruso out of jail in Texas yet, or is he still in lock? Is he locked up right now? <laughs> He's fine. Kuzma's fine. <laughs> or Caruso. Um, uh, sorry, Caruso. Yeah, Caruso's fine. Yeah, he, he seems escaped. like he'd do, he'd do fine in prison. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back to talk Space Jam or Loki or both. Uh, looking forward to that for sure. Anything else you want to hit on? Absolutely. No, I think we got it all. All right, man. Um, oh, excited wait. To, what? Wait. What? What about? Remember the last episode we were supposed to talk about watching the classics? Dang it. That we. <laughs> <laughs> We can save that for next week. I will we'll save that because I haven't caught week. the graduate yet. Uh, I haven't had time All for right. the graduate. Uh, but you watched Singing in the Rain. I take it. I did watch. Okay, that's right. the teaser. So I did, in fact, you, watch Singing. You did, in, the in rain. fact, watch it. Oh, good. Oh, yes. Good friend. Yeah. Good friend. Good. Good co-host. Uh, Stick I will watch next the graduate. Week and we will revisit yeah, it. You'll okay. hear our views. Okay. All right. Good. Thanks for the reminder. We're definitely hitting on that next week. <laughs> All righty. Well, that's our show. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it, man. Good stuff. Thank you for listening to the Brave Little Podcast. Hold on to your butts. 